Thank you for tuning in to the World Overcomers podcast. On behalf of our senior pastor, Andy Thompson, we appreciate your continued support and generosity. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast to receive updates when we post new content every week. If you would like more information or want to make a contribution to World Overcomers or Pastor Andy, visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Once again, that is www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast. Enjoy the message. Amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. Money multiplied moves. If I could draw your attention to Isaiah 55, verse 10 says, As the rain and the snow come down from the heaven and don't return to it without making it water, watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater, so it is with my word that comes out of my mouth, it will not return to me void, empty. It will accomplish what I sent it to do. Are you a sower or an eater? Good question. Are you a sower or are you an eater? These last few days in this part of the world, not sure where you may be watching from, but for the last few days in this part of the world, this part of the country, we're in the Raleigh-Durham area, North Carolina, prize God help us, wherever you may be around the world. But in the last few days in this part of the world, in this part of the country, it's been rainy and sunny almost at the same time. Like it can't make up its mind. Like for a little bit it's sunny, and then a little bit it's rainy, and then a little bit it's sunny. It's like there's been a combination of sunshine and rain. Like joy and pain. Like sunshine and rain. Sorry. There's been this mix of, and you're trying to plan your day, but you don't know if it's going to be sunny or rainy in the same day. And if you're annoyed by the rain, it's because sunshine is for eaters, rain is for sowers. I was raised in the inner city of Boston. If you know me, you know that's my story. Born in Philly, raised in Boston. I was raised in the asphalt. I was raised on the asphalt, just looking out of the window, watching the asphalt grow, thinking of all the hand-me-downs, keeping my head above water, making a way when I can. Temporary layoff, good time, all right. That's how I was raised around concrete. Now, I live in the country. Now, I don't do I live in North Carolina, but where I live is country. And for the first time ever in my life, I have decided to plant something, not just eat something. I decided this year I was going to plant something. Never done it before. First time ever in my life, I decided, you know what? I'm not just going to be an eater. I'm going to try my hand at this sewing thing. Because we read stuff from the Bible during an agricultural time, and we kind of understand it, but there's a part of it that we don't because we way more eaters than sowers. I decided that I was actually going to get some seed and actually sow some seed in the earth. That's what I decided. When I decided to do it, I found out and I had some land, you know, in the back, and I decided, okay, I'm gonna sow some seed. The first thing I found out was that if I was gonna sow seed, it took a different tool to sow than it took to eat. Oh, knives and forks I have for days. But uh, I realized that if I was going to be able to sow seed, especially on a significant plot of ground, I was going to need help. I found out I didn't even have the right tools to sow. Wasn't enough just to go buy the seed. I found out I didn't even have the right equipment. There's a guy that comes to and, and kind of mows my 
this part of my lawn, and he's, I know he does farmer work, and he's Farmer Daniel. So I went to him, and I basically asked him. I basically was like, hey, Farmer Daniel, can you bring your tractor over here and turn over this patch of ground with me? And so we went out there with his tractor because I realized I couldn't sow anything without a turnover. For anything to be sown, there had to be a little bit of destruction first before any sowing could happen. The, the soil had to be disturbed. I'm just going to keep on talking until church folk can understand what I'm saying. You see the deeper meaning. The soil had to be disturbed. It couldn't be allowed to just be the way it was. Had to get turned over. It had to get broken up. There had to be some violence that happened to the soil before I could just throw seed down in it. Seed don't grow when everything is nice and calm and still and like it's always been. Maybe there's been so much turnover and turmoil in your life because you can't sow seed unless the ground gets turned over. I watched him come through with his tractor and turn the ground over. I realized I don't even have the equipment to turn ground over. I'm trying to be a sower and not just an eater, and I'm not equipped for sowing. Thanks be to God. He came through and turned the ground over for me. And I don't want to take this analogy too deep, but I believe that the Lord has looked at us and realized we do not have the equipment to turn our ground over. And so God has allowed something to happen to us in the last two, three, four years that has made your ground flip. What you thought you could eat was grass. And now this destruction has turned over your ground for anybody who feels like their life, their brain, their ideas, their concepts have been completely turned topsy-turvy, might I suggest that the Lord has allowed somebody to come through with the right kind of equipment to flip your ground. I had a conversation with him. He said, yeah, we got to flip the ground, got to get rid of the stones, then we got to do something to the soil again. He said, and then you got to figure out what you're going to plant. He said, now you got to watch the weather. He said, you want to watch for warmth because you can't plant at any time you want. There's a season to plant and there's a season to reap. I'm just going to keep right on going. Yeah, I don't need no amens to actually preach the truth because you can't plant at just any season. He said you need to watch the temperature. You need to watch the ground, see what's going on because you need the ground to warm up for it to actually receive your seed. And then he said, what seed are you sowing? Tell me what you want to plant because how you plant and where you plant and when you plant is based on what you want to reap. And most of us are desiring to reap, especially money. We are thinking about prosperity. We think only about it from the eating perspective. And we don't think enough about it in the planning perspective. You don't get mangoes by planting lemons. He said, you got to choose your seed. Then he said to me, and the key thing is you have to watch for rain. Because the time to plant seed in a field is when it's warm and you know it's going to rain in the next two or three days. So, for all of you, like me, who have always loved the sunshine, you love the sunshine until you get some seed in your hand. 
You love the sunshine for your vacations. You love the sunshine, sunshine so you can have a nice day. You love the sunshine so you can just walk outside and have a wonderful moment. But when you are determined to factor and to take advantage of multiplied money moves, when you are trying to get seed to multiply, you're not just interested in sun, you get interested in rain. I hope I'm not talking over your head. <laughs> I hope I'm not talking over your head. I'm saying for all of us who just love the sunshine and just love everything nice and just love everything calm and love everything wonderful, we are missing it. This is why we broke. Because don't nobody like disaster like rich people. Don't nobody make money in a hard time like money, like folk who already have money. Through COVID, the rich just got richer, while the rest of us were upset and mad and tired and trying to find water and complaining about when we're going to be able to go back. The folk who really know how money works have been planting in the rainy season while we have been praying for the sun to shine. We love money, although the Bible says the love of money is the root of all kinds of evil, so let me fix that because I'm a preacher. We like money, but we don't understand how to make it grow. Money don't grow when the sun is shining. Money don't grow like that. The time to plant is when it's raining. For anybody right now that's doing anything with the stock market, got their, my eye on anything with the stock market, right now while it's down, right now while the NASDAQ is down, right now while there's turmoil, right now while there is trouble, this is the time to be planting seed right now, baby. This is the time because it's raining and you got to get seed in the ground so that your, the rain can hit that seed and push it into the earth so it can flourish and bud. Bible says that, so, so my question to you and to myself is, because I went out, I knew it was going to rain on Thursday and Friday, the, the farmer called me. He said, listen, this is the week right here, Thursday and Friday. He said, now we've done it, we've turned over the, the dirt, did you fertilize it? I said, yeah, I fertilized it because I found out that seed grows better when there's been some fertilization. So the reason why crap happens, the reason why it's raining crap, if right now it is raining crap in your life, you ought to be grateful. You ought to be like, oh my God, there is so much crap around here. It is everywhere. You know what that means? Your ground is getting fertilized. Let me talk over here. Your ground is getting fertilized. Let me talk to the people at home. Your ground is getting fertilized. Don't nothing make ground fertile like some doo-doo. Don't nothing make you hungry like people talking junk about you. Don't nothing make you want to be greater and more than folk who are always talking. Sorry, I can't cuss. Smack, thank you. People talking junk. If right now you're like people are talking junk about you, I suggest you collect all that junk they talking, put it in a bag, and go home and spread all that junk all over your field because God likes to move on people that everybody doubt. My God. God likes to take the little people. God likes to take the weak and shame the strong. God likes to take the folk that don't nobody think can do nothing. The ones that talked about you the most, they're the ones you want at your party. My God. The folk who doubted you the most, those are the ones that you want at your cookout. That's who you invite to the housewarming. The people who was like, you ain't never going to be nothing. Those are the folk, because God said he'll make a table before you in the presence of your enemies. And ain't nothing like eating in front of people that don't like you. I wish I had a witness in the building. You ain't ate till you ate that. Don't mean you have to have them over all the time, but invite them to the housewarming. 
Invite them to the wedding. Invite your hater to the wedding because they need to see that their crap just fertilized your seed. Oh, I speak that over everybody in the room right now, over everybody watching around the world. You're only bothered by crap if you ain't a planter. If you are in the Charlotte, North Carolina area and want to see Pastor Andy live, he and WOCC will be doing a pop-up worship service on July 3rd, 2022. The service will be at the Night Theater in downtown Charlotte at 10 a.m. Visit www.worldovercomers.church podcast to save your seat and we will see you there. If all you are is an eater, then the smell of crap robs you of your appetite. And I pray that God will rain crap on you to rob you of your appetite because you eat too much. All of us who have children, nothing changes your perspective like that baby you got in your hand right there, bruh. You have a child, it changed your whole perspective. You start signing up for extra shifts. You start working overtime because a child changes your perspective. You don't want to eat their inheritance. Maybe the reason why the Lord is allowing all this crap around is to rob you of your appetite so you won't want to eat no more. You start asking, what's all this crap about God? And the Lord is saying, well, the crap is because I'm about to do something in you that's multiplied. And for multiplication to happen, you have to understand that money is not just bread, it is seed. So, my question is, are you a sower or are you an eater? Go get my bag, you know, my, little, my strap bag. I forgot something. You can give me that. 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 But run, 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 run. You young. Run. Go get my bag. My question is, are you a sower or are you an eater? Let me answer for you, and I'll answer for me, okay? We are eaters trying to learn to be sowers. We are eaters trying to learn to be sowers. Letting you know, if you're going to be around me now, I can't allow you to be around me and just eat. I'm sorry, I'm just at an age now where it's just not cute. It gets on my nerves. Something bothersome to me about you having a brand new car and you broke. Something bothersome to me about you having all this bling and you ain't worth nothing. I'm sorry, it just gets on my nerves. I can't take it. I've come to the understanding that I need sowers, not just eaters. Don't y'all like my bag? Now, when they first, my wife bought me this. When she first bought me this bag, I was like, there is no way I'm carrying a purse. But you know what? This thing is key. <laughs> Urban, I don't go nowhere without this thing. I ain't got no keys in my pocket, potentially puncturing stuff. No, I got everything I need in here. And sometimes people try to go in here and I'm like, don't you go in my bag. You better get out of here. I got medicine in here. I got my keys in here. I got, ooh, I got some lotion. Anyway, anyway, what I'm saying to you is my question is, are you a sower or are you an eater? Now, the wonderful thing about God is the kingdom and God, God is so big, the Bible says he will provide seed for the sower and bread for the eater. This is the wonderful thing about God, but the challenging thing about God is that if you only believe him enough for bread, he'll just let you eat. Though nobody need God like broke people. But broke people have a tendency to just believe God for bread. And the Bible says, hey, you know what? If you only seek God as a bread provider, he will fill your belly with bread 
and leave you broke. What has to happen is we have to change our perspective in which we realize that this right here, this is why I had him go and get this. We call this within the African-American culture, within the, 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 our slang back in the day. I'm really showing my age now. We used to call this bread. You have any bread? This, we used to call this bread. Who's old enough to remember we used to call this bread? Thank you, so I know I'm not the only one in here whose knee is clicking. Come on, bro. This, we used to call this bread. The question is, yeah, sure, this right here is bread. And you can use it to just fill your belly. You can use this and buy shoes. You can use this and buy weave. You can use this and buy microlinks. You can use this and buy nails. You can use this and buy Starbucks coffee drinks. You can use this and buy lunch every day. You can use this and get Bojangles chicken, my God. You can use this and get a biscuit, my Lord, my God. You can use this on the best candy in the world, the Reese's peanut butter cup. You can use this for that. Well, there's something anointing about a Reese's, but let me move on. <laughs> but this same thing that can be bread can also be seed. And gentlemen, my, my statement that I'm making is we want to make it rain in the wrong places. The last thing you need to be doing is making it rain on somebody's thong. That is not the thing to do with your bread. If you want to make it rain, bruh, make it rain in your business. Make it rain in your dream. My God, make it rain in a goal you have for yourself. Make it rain and invest in something. You don't spend enough money on booty. talking to the men in here. Where's my son? I'm talking to the men. I'm saying that the question is, don't nobody come up here and snatch up all of this. Because that is bread for me. Hallelujah. So, but what I'm saying to you is, beloved, what is that? Hold on, I'm so sorry. It's just, what is this to you? Somebody gave you $100,000, what would you do? Somebody gave you a half a million dollars right now, what would you do? Did you know that most people who hit the lottery end up broke again? Do you know why? Because they saw their money as bread and not seed. Oh, I'm going to make you clap for that. I'm going to make you clap for that. Beloved, seed has multiplication power. It's a principle. We can't believe in God and not believe in a principle he set up. God set up a principle where a seed has multiplication power in itself. Inside this tiny little seed. Get close up on that there. Demetri, I'm praying for you, the Milwaukee Bucks, God help them. But in this tiny little seed, Celtics, have your way. In this tiny little seed right here, in this seed is thousands of seeds. You plant this one seed, you end up with a watermelon. See, now, you were so busy being eaters that we want seedless watermelon. Oh, my God. We don't want to spit out seed. Kevin, that's our problem. That's our problem, Mina. We want our, I'm not, I, need, I need my watermelon without no seeds in it. The devil is a liar. You need to crunch on seeds and bite on seeds and choke on seeds. You need to love seed so much because seed is, let me get another one. That's all right. Seed is power. 
You plant this seed, you get a watermelon that's got hundreds of seeds in it. And you plant those, and you go from one watermelon to hundreds of watermelons. And from hundreds of watermelons to thousands of watermelons. And from thousands of watermelons to tens of thousands. I speak it over everybody in this room. And over tens of thousands to millions. You can't be a millionaire eating your seed. Way to be a millionaire is to see it as seed. Seed has multiplication power. It's a principle. Seed multiplies. Seed multiplies. It's a principle. I'm not saying that God is responsible for the capitalistic system, but the capitalistic system is built on this idea. The idea is that I give you something small and it comes back to be multiplied. I'm speaking life over everybody. Right now, I'm there's some, if you get anybody that's messing around, there's, uh, there's stocks that you keep your eye on because you want to buy low. And anybody that bought low, anybody that comes to church to pray, you are like me. I have planted seed in that garden, and I ra it's rained, and I walked over there yesterday to see, has anything sprung up? Because I am waiting for my seed that I planted to manifest. That's faith. Faith is you have something in the ground that you can't see and you're expecting a harvest to come. Oh, I speak that over everybody under the sound of my voice. But you can't have faith just to have faith. We have faith, and we are in church. Don't nobody go to church like us. Don't nobody love God like us. Won't nobody turn down prayer, not nobody like us. You can walk up to a bunch of dudes on the street who are slinging and banging, and you ask them if they want prayer, they will all say yes. We were taught faith, but we were taught faith in God and not necessarily taught the principle of seed in a way, a part of what happened to us is that we were taught fear and faithfulness over faith and fruitfulness. Put that on the screens. We were taught fear and faithfulness over fruit, faith and fruitfulness. That's what we were taught. That's what slaves were taught. Slaves were taught to be afraid and be faithful and get the job done. Slaves are taught, just be consistent, be afraid, be scared, and just get something consistent and do a good job on a regular basis. That's what slaves were taught, and it's still in our bones to this day. We just love a good job, and we go there every day, and it's good and consistent, and I know that I'm going to get my pay, and I know I'm going to get paid on the 1st and the 15th, and we barely want to do anything that requires faith that leads to fruitfulness. You can't get fruitful without faith. It doesn't mean faithful's not a part of it. It doesn't mean fear's not a part of it. But, beloved, <laughs> a part of the challenge of us is that we were indoctrinated in fear, and now we just have an Esau complex. We just want our pot of stew. Way harder to be Jacob and believe for the birthright. And you know, we're critical of Esau. Like he was just talking junk. The truth of the matter is that there's a really good chance that Esau was literally starving. When he came in and he said, I'm so hungry, I'm about to die. Anyway, we take that as in our human world, like I'm starving to death. I'm so hungry, I'm about to die. Ain't nobody in this room so starving they're about to die. Everybody in here got at least a week's worth. Let me get my hand off my belly wall. Everybody in here got at least a week's worth, please. Most of us in here got two weeks. 
can't wait for this sermon to be over because I'm starving. No, you not. You ain't been starving ever in your life. From the day you breathed breath, your mouth and your belly has been full of something. So when Esau says, I'm famished to the point of death, we take that lightly. But the truth of the matter is, anybody that's hunting, ever been hunting, knows you can hunt for days and not see nothing. Ain't no 7-Elevens, ain't no places to go shop. So he's out for days, and maybe he was out for three or four days, and then came three or four days back without getting anything to eat, and literally felt like he was about to die. I'm only saying, I get it. It is possible to be so starved for attention, so starved for acceptance, so starved for your seniors to acknowledge you. It is possible to be so starved from attention from the opposite sex. It is possible for you to be so starved that you settle for stew instead of believing for birthright. If this message has blessed or encouraged you, feel free to visit www.worldovercomers.church slash podcast and learn more about WOCC or donate to the ministry. This enables us to continue to impact the kingdom in the best way possible. Because birthright takes longer. That's what we were taught. We were taught fear and faithfulness, fear and faithfulness over faith and fruitfulness. And we were taught to assuage our pain from lack with church. That's what we were taught. I got shoes and you got shoes and all got children got shoes. And when we get to heaven, going to put on our shoes, going to walk all around God's heaven. We were taught a Jesus to keep us anesthetized to the real pain of our life, which was lack. And they taught us Jesus. And they taught us a Jesus just to make us happy in church and keep us disconnected from the real power. You know why I had these folks stand so long and read Kevin Jones's thing again and Amina Thompson, great last name? You know why I did that? I did that because we have a tendency to get stuck at church. I said this analogy before. I think I said it last Sunday. I'm going to say it again because it's something the Lord said to me. It's the chessboard. The chessboard is a picture of world domination. The chessboard is a picture of what it takes to be successful in life. You've got the rooks on the outside. That's your castle. That's your property. Next thing in is your knights. That's your soldiers. That's your weapon. That's your warfare. That's your arms. That's your power. Next in is the bishops because the church is a part of it. And the next step in is kings and queens. And kings is, and queens is government and political power and money and corporation. And we have a tendency to be more satisfied being bishops than we do being kings and queens. But I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. I don't need no more bishops. We got enough black bishops. What we need is some black millionaires and some black billionaires. That's what we need. We got black bishops coming out the yin-yang. Everybody black got a purple shirt and a gold chain. What we need is for you to make some money. Pastor Andy, do you have a ministerial class? No, I do not. I have a class that's about to start up on how you can make money, more money, and how you can be more money because I don't need another priest. I need you to multiply your money. Oh, I speak it. I need you to make multiplied money moves. I don't need nobody else to pray. Where's the intercessory prayer ministry? There is no What we have is a make money multiplied moves ministry. Hey, beloved, is it okay if we put our seed in the ground and multiply it? Is it all right for us to be more? 
I'm asking a question. Is that all right? Is it okay for us to not be dependent on a check and not to be dependent on whether or not they like us or not and not to be dependent on whether or not they laying folk off or not? Is that okay? Is it all right for us to have faith in God and faith in ourselves? Is that all right? I asked one of the... The, a gentleman came to me last Sunday. He puts $50,000 to, to Victory Park. And I said, thank you, man. I said, hey, man, let's go get some lunch. So we went and had some lunch together. And, uh, and he's sitting there. And I asked him, what do you do, man? How do you make your money? What's going on? He started talking to me about his journey. And I asked him, okay. I just stopped him in the middle of his story. And I said, okay, just tell me. How do you build wealth? Listen, listen, just give me a perspective. Of course, I've read and, I, and I'm studying and I'm looking, but I, I said, just give me five quick things that I could talk about just for us to think about how can we build wealth? How can we make money multiplied moves? I said, just give me five things. This guy was a financial planner and worked for Fidelity and worked for IBM and just, and just now just got money. God is blessing him and he's got his own businesses and God has blessed him enough and he pledged 50000 and I'm saying thank you very much. But, but I said, okay, give me five things that you can do to build wealth. I'm going to give you these five things and I'm going to be talking about stuff like this for the next couple of weeks and if that's all right with you, then you can come back. If that's all right, you can tune back in because I'm believing God that he will bless every one of you exponentially. I'm believing God that you will add your faith to more than just being good. What's the point of having faith and not believing God for more? These are the five. I'm out of time because I said I was going to let you go by 12 and the clock has made me a liar. So let me just, let me give you these five things. He said, number one, life insurance. Number one, life insurance. Everybody in this room? Everybody. Everybody in this room who's older than 18 ought to get themselves some life insurance. And you get the right kind of life insurance, then eventually you can borrow money from what you put into your life insurance tax-free, and you can end up being your own bank. This is news to you, then we all need to learn more about money because we all like money and we all need more money. So number one, he said life insurance. He said number two, this is the tough one. He said number two, every single solitary person in this room, everybody watching around the world, needs to have at least six months of savings. He said don't go out to eat again till you have six months of savings. Don't buy another cup of coffee until you have six months of savings. I done lost all my amens on that. Don't buy another pair of Jordans. Don't get your hair done again. No, help us, Holy Ghost. No, keep doing your hair, girl. Don't do another thing uh, until you have six months of savings. You might sleep better if you had six months of savings. Number three, fix your credit. Know what your number is. Know what your score is. Understand that credit is leverage. It's power. And there's good credit and there's bad credit. There's some credit that needs to be leveraged. And there's some ways in which borrowing is not a bad thing. Having 27% credit cards, yeah, that's bad. But having a home or a building or something in which your, your interest rate is 3% or 4% and you can take equity out and use it on other stuff and it's tax-free, that's smart. I know we were raised by people that just want to burn every mortgage. You got to burn that mortgage. Did you burn the mortgage? Uh, we got to burn the mortgage. Uh, we want you to come next Sunday. We haven't burned the mortgage service because uh, we got to burn that mortgage. We rebuke mortgages. Not all mortgages is bad. <laughs> What's the point of burning the mortgage on the church and don't nobody go there? Maybe it would have been a good idea to use some of the resources from the church uh, to get somebody in the pulpit that can actually sing. Uh, and then maybe somebody would come to the church instead of you having a paid off building that's as empty as a ghost town. Let me move on. You got to be all right with a certain amount. Not all credit is bad. 
People that really, really have money don't sell their property really. Not if they have equity. Number four, he said, invest. You got to get your money working while you sleep. You work for money, you got to get your money working for you. You want to wake up in the morning and take a look at something and see, did my money grow? Oh, wow, look at that. EVGO just jumped up to $11 and I bought it at six. Let's go get some steak. Number one, life insurance. Number two, six month savings. Number three, fix your credit. Number four, invest. Get your money working while you sleep. And he said, number five, start a business. Everybody ought to have a side hustle. You got a job, get a side hustle. I speak side hustle over every single chair. I pray that God so bless your side hustle that you for a little while have your bank, your job, and your, and your side hustle, and they go together. I pray that your side hustle outgrow the money you make from your regular job. I pray that you end up torn between whether or not you're going to keep your little job and its benefits and your side hustle. I pray that your side hustle be something you love to do. I pray that your side hustle be something that you have a gift to do. I pray your side hustle become your main hustle. I pray that you no longer be dependent on the whims of the master. I pray that you be responsible and believe for yourself. Gentlemen, I pray that you will be your own king. Not just for a day. Gentlemen, I'm believing that you will be full of purpose and power. I pray that we will lead in our community. I pray that we will lead in our family. I pray that we will stand firm and see the goodness of the Lord. Ladies, I pray that God will make you so strong and make you so blessed and make you so wealthy and make you move and make God move on you so much that you don't shop hungry. Oh, God. I pray that you will find, I pray that you will be so blessed that it won't matter. I speak it. I speak side hustle in the name of Jesus. I speak side hustle. I speak witty inventions and dreams. I pray that God give you an idea and you have the courage to do it. I speak it. I pray that when you get your tax money back, you won't use it to buy something to eat. That you will take that seed and sow it into yourself. You'll do something on the side that takes off. Because God provides seed for sowers and bread for eaters. And I don't want you to just be an eater. I want you to be a sower. I want you to put your hands together if you heard a word from the Lord this morning. Speaking of sowing, can we give... To Victory Park, speaking of sowing, since we was talking about sowing, I don't know who was talking about that. Was that me? Speaking of sowing, can we give to Victory Park? And, and we are on our way out of this building, and there, there's ways to give, and you can take that picture of that QR code and it'll lead you all the ways to give my WOCC app, Zelle, Bill Pay. You can write a check payable to WOCC. Certainly you can give cash. I invite you, oh, beloved, watching us around the world, all of our members, all of us, we made a pledge. We've been making pledges. If you did not, you still can. We are on our way out of this building. We are trying to be sowers and not just eaters. It's almost hard for me to preach this. It's not hard, but it's inspiring. I'm inspired to preach it because I'm believing God that we'll be sowers and not just eaters. That we'll own these spaces that we've been in for the last what 10 years we moved into this space in 2012 so it's been 10 years that we've been in this space my guy can't believe it's been that long we've been leasing space from BPG for since 2007 15 years we've been in this in these spaces over here 
BPG has made millions from us. Millions. Now, I don't, no shade meant. They made the building and they had it and we were young and we grew fast and we exploded with growth and we leased spaces and it worked for us. It's like my children. Right now my boys are 21, so now I'm starting to buy them some decent clothes. You don't buy them nothing nice while they're still growing. You ever see a four-year-old with Jordans on? What a waste. Get you some Jordans when your feet stop growing. I mean, geez. I'll get you some then. Anybody buying no Jordans for you, little dude? You better rock them bobos. I know that. Can I get some Jordans? Dad, can I get some Jordans? Can you get some Jordans? You can go work at Jordans Furniture. You can, you can go get baptized in a Jordan. We ain't buying you no Jordans till them feet stop growing. In a way, beloved, that's World Overcomers. We didn't buy clothes. We, we've, been, we've been renting and leasing spaces, and we blew up to this congregation of thousands, and now here we are post-COVID and trying to figure out how many people come versus how many people are actually watching around the world. The subscription number is crazy. It's something like 40,000 people. It's just amazing the amount of people that are watching and giving, and we got, we, what's happened is that we are now in a place in which we can buy clothes now. We 18, we 19, we getting out of college. We don't have to keep washing the same jeans over and over, even though they're dirty and stinky, and then we don't wash them. We, we actually have stuff that we can, we want our own stuff. So we're on our way to this Victory Park, and it is this, our sanctuary, and the vision that the Lord has given me is it's going to be a sanctuary like this, going to seat about 2,000 people, maybe 1,700, and it's going to be inside of a sportsplex. You're going to love this. It's going to be, it's going to be basically a sportsplex place. When you walk in, it's going to be court, 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 four courts. Then there's going to be a thing there for children, and there's going to be stuff for, you, for, for little children and young people, and then there's going to be our sanctuary is going to be in there, and my vision is that folk will be in there playing AAU games or tournaments or practices, and we'll walk in and look through and be there's a sanctuary in there. There's going to be food court, and there's going to be a food truck court on the outside, and it's just going to be something that's going to impact the community in a significant way. And so, yeah, it's our new church, and we're relocating there, and we're going there, and we're on our way there, and there's a ministry that we can do there that we can't do here. But we're not just building a church. We're building our sanctuary and our children's ministry, second to none. We're going to have a global reaching place our tech there to reach the globe is going to be better than it's ever been but it's going to be inside of a complex that i'm calling victory park and there will be people on there all the time basketball practices and volleyball games and cheerleading practices and just something that will just four full courts but with wood, and I said, if you give at least $50,000, I'll name a court after you. And the guy that came to me last Sunday said, hey, yeah, really? If, you, if I give $50,000, you'll put my name on the court? I said, I sure will. But it's going to be something that's going to not just impact world overcomers and take us to the next level in terms of ministry, but we're going to impact the community in a significant way. And I, I have a dream. I have a dream. Anybody got a dream? I have a dream. Anybody got a dream? I got a dream. My dream is that God will use us to touch the world. Somebody will walk onto the campus and get counseling. Somebody will walk on the campus and get guidance counseling. Somebody will walk on the campus and get a life plan. And then come back on Sunday and learn about our Jesus. Folks will come back on a Sunday. What is this? It is that world overcomers. This is that church that, with that yellow guy who yells all the time. I need you to do it. Can y'all see the vision? We're, we're, we're on our way there. I'm supposed to break ground in September, and I need you to be faithful. Okay, let's pray. Lord, I want to thank you for this opportunity that we have to give, to sow, 
Lord God, to be faithful. We've made pledges and we're giving. Some of us are making pledges again. You said give and it shall be given unto us again. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together and running over. Will men pour into our laps that with the measure we use, it's measured unto us. I thank you for every man under the sound of my voice. Make them kings. I pray for every woman under the sound of my voice. Make them queens. God, empower them in the marketplace. Use us for your glory. Jesus' name. We all said together, God bless you as you give. Thank you so much for your faithfulness. Thank you so much for being here with us this morning and tuning in. I know there's so many churches that you could be tuning in around the world. All of you that came to worship with us this morning, I trust you heard a word from the Lord and since God and and uh, our Wednesday nights are still virtual and powerful stuff happening on Wednesday night. Next Sunday, I'm going to continue this Money Train series and going to be talking more. And we're also going to be having folk in the lobby in the next couple of Sundays. Uh, we're going to be having all kinds of folk in the lobbies, people that can talk about credit repair, people that can talk about debt consolidation, people that can talk to you about how to invest, how to get some life insurance, all of that stuff. It's going to be something we're going to be doing. And uh, for these next few months, I figured in the spring, everything's turning green. Let's talk about green. Amen? Let's talk about how to be blessed. And uh, because money is, the love of money is the root of all evil, but the same Bible says that money answereth all things. And I'm praying and believing that God will bless us supernaturally. Hallelujah. Can you just stand to your feet and so many awesome things that are happening with us so many announcements and stuff that's going on so many things I could mention my brother-in-law is in the lobby selling that book and uh, you can go there and buy that book and he'll sign it for you and get some wisdom from from our, our African heritage and Zavai is a brilliant young man and uh, really great book and it's hardcover and it's not even a thick heavy book it's not super expensive you can go there and grab that book and, uh, and then let's not forget to vote. We can't complain about the system and not be a part of it. Amen. And we had judges in here with us this morning. And uh, if we want power in the judicial system, then we need us in there. Can I get a witness in the building? We need more judges. Well, if we need more judges, then we need more voters. So we need to get out and vote and let our, our, our voices be heard to everyone who lives in this area. All right, let's pray. God, I want to thank you and praise you and honor you for your goodness and your mercy and your grace towards us. Thank you for your hand that's on us for good. Thank you for your power that's available to usward. Thank you for all that happened in this service. My God, what a worship service we had. And then we dedicated babies and we blessed families. And then we acknowledged men and women who are serving the community. And God, we pray that you would continue to empower them to do that. And then, Lord God, we were challenged to be sowers and not just eaters. So, God, I pray that this word will stay with us. I pray that you will bless our side hustle. I pray that you would give us faith in our side hustle. I pray, Lord God, that we'll walk by faith and not by sight. Dismisses from this place, but never from your presence. Lord, as we're about to shut our phones off, our computers off, our TVs off, God, I pray that you would lead us and guide us into truth. I pray that you'll take every gift that we've given and multiply it supernaturally. I pray no weapon formed against us will prosper. God, as we always pray, bless your people. Make your face shine upon your people. Be gracious to your people. Give us peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, we all sit together. Amen. God bless you. You are dismissed. You may, you may go. God bless you. Greet somebody in the name of the Lord. God bless you. Hopefully you were blessed and encouraged by this message. Visit www worldovercomers.church slash podcast for more information on WOCC and events that are coming up. Maybe we are coming to your area soon. God bless.